Welcome to the Happy Hour Open Mic with your host, Matthew Quirk. In the booth. All right, Mutiny Radio, let's get ready for a mutiny as we have a ginger takeover of this Friday night happy hour. The happiest two hours of the whole flipping week, if you ask me. And what can I tell you, San Francisco? Man, I am so grateful to be here. I am. I love this city, this city where you put the hip in hypocrisy. This city is great. It's great for that. I love it here. Yeah, San Francisco, home of the homeless. It's magical in this city, a magical city where somehow a housing boom is causing more homelessness. It's a magical quality to this city. I think it's great. Yeah. San Francisco, where eco-friendly living meets a totally unsustainable lifestyle. It's great. You guys, you guys from here? You just comedians waiting for your turn. Yeah, that's how that goes at happy hour. Because it's so happy here. And I'm here to keep that happy on a positive note. Yeah. So let's talk about some happy news. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I got some good news coming. I I like to keep political here, so I took my friend up on a bet. Uh, I bet that America would go bankrupt under Trump in under a year. And I tell you what, it looks good, boys and girls. It looks like they're going to shut down the government by midnight tonight. And I'm going to earn 50 bucks, guys. It'll be great. Isn't that great news? I make 50 bucks with a government shutdown coming down and just under the wire. I bet the under on Trump. Everybody should have been smart money like me. Yeah, so it's great killing time up here to an empty room in the happiest hour of the whole week. You know, there's been more good news from Trump. You know, he took full credit for all the airline safety that's been happening this year under his administration. But I don't know. I think if there's one guy we can give credit for the airline safety this year, wouldn't it be Osama bin Laden? No, he's not laughing at me. Don't worry. Don't get nervous. He's laughing at the conversation they're having in the booth. Well, hey, I can see you guys are chomping at the bit, so let's just get this show rolling. Give it up for your first comedian. She's smart. She's talented. She dresses very sharply. One of my favorite comedians here in the Bay Area. Give it up for Tracy Gwynn. Um, Arden just gave me this doorstop, or it's like when you put when the table's like really shaky, you can just like stick it underneath the table and it stops shaking. Just kidding, I really like it. I really like this. Um, uh, North and South Korea are marching together in the Olympics. Isn't that incredible? Um, Got no follow-up for that. I don't know. 
Yeah. Wait, 10,000 people listen to this? Jeez. Wow. What? <laughs> right, right. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, half-baked jokes. Um... Uh, San Francisco is becoming a city full of assholes. Like, if you tell somebody you're from San Francisco, they're like, okay, I get it. I gotta go. <laughs> See you later. I don't want to talk to you. Um, cause you, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, there's, um, you could see it a lot in dating culture here. My friend recently went on a date with someone she met in a lift, uh, she asked this woman on a wine date, and uh, the girl was not only late to the date, but she was on the phone when she got there, talking to her boss about getting Bitcoin out of their freaking, I don't even know how you get Bitcoin out. Uh, and then the phone call wasn't going very well, so she left the date after seven minutes. What the fuck? That's like the biggest San Francisco thing ever. Um, and my friend, who just happens to be from the Midwest, like I guess they're, they're all just really nice. Um, my friend texts her two days later and says, you know, <laughs> It's okay. The date was kind of weird. Uh, if you don't like me, just let me know. Like, you know, we can move on. We can both move on. And the girl texted back, did you not see Bitcoin plummet? That's all she fucking said. Like, what? Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not happy about living here at all. I don't think anybody is, to be honest. Even the orgies are sad. Can I talk about the orgies? My friend got invited to an orgy. There were only four people there. And he was like, okay, this is literally one more than my maximum. Because he's had like a foursome before. And then he checks the snacks, and all they have are fucking mango laquas, which is the worst laquas flavor. That's it. Uh, 20,000 people are listening to me tell these terrible fucking jokes. Oh my God, what is this life? You know what the best feeling in the world is? Unfollowing people on fucking Instagram who are hot. Unfollowing hot people on Instagram makes you feel so fucking good. It's like a mini orgasm every time you're like, unfollow. Um, uh, I would recommend it to anybody trying to um, break the cycle of addiction. You know, first you have to detox, but then you have to get all new friends. And the people you follow aren't your friends. Oh my God, thank you for interrupting my set. <laughs> Nothing demonstrates the rigidity of life than suppressing a yawn. I'm gonna end with that. Keep it going for your host, Matthew Quark. <laughs>
All right, actually put your hands together for Tracy Gwynn. Give it up, Mutiny. All right, yeah, yeah, there's like 10,000 people listening, so you should really do your A material here. See the, I don't know if you noticed this part about Mutiny Radio, but the radio part in particular is of note, and this is being broadcasted. Uh, So anyway, hey, one more thing. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I am unusually tall today. And that's just stagecraft because someone put an addition to this stage here, leaving a little black mini step right there. So I don't know where to fall and break their ass here at Mutiny Radio. So please watch your step as you approach stardom. All right. Put your hands together for your next comic. A local favorite. No, it's not you. (laughs) A local favorite. He's smart. He's funny. I like his stuff. Matthew Banks. Smart. Wow. (laughs) San Francisco, dude. Been crushing it in this city lately. The city's all about diversity, man. You always want what you don't have. <laughs> I get it. Uh, lots of whiteies, though. I'm a whitey myself, so I guess I should be happy about that. I don't know. How do you... What, what do you even say? Hey, I got a, I got a scooter, guys. I did. I bought a scooter. And uh, so when I, when I got the scooter, I went to the scooter store. I don't know what you call them. But I went there, and the guy's trying to sell it to me, trying to give me all the perks. And he, he said, so do you want one that can take a passenger? And I'm like, nah, I don't think I'm going to be having anybody on my scooter. He's like, you'd be surprised who would want to ride on the back of your scooter. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up with that. I'm like, I can't get a woman to ride in the front seat of my Lamborghini, much less the back of my scooter. Um, I don't have a Lamborghini. I wish I did. No, I don't, actually. I don't give a fuck about a car. Uh, I was talking to my buddy pretty recently, and uh, we were talking about ladies and and, uh, how we have no luck with the ladies. And uh, he, he said, here, you should listen to these tapes of this pickup artist. Have you ever heard of these people? They're actually people that specialize in getting laid. I was like, that sounds uh, pretty interesting. And so I listened to all I listened to these tapes because I figured the worst that could happen is I get a couple jokes out of it. And um, I don't know the shit that they're saying to women just doesn't sit right with me. It's just like, oh my god, this is terrible. I can't do that. But I figured, you know what the hell? I'll give it a shot. I was on eHarmony and uh, I got a message from somebody that said, "How are you?" And I was like, "All right, I'm going to do the thing because there's this cocky, funny ratio that you're supposed to have. Basically, you're supposed to be a dick but be a little funny." So I was like, "All right, let me try this out." So I said, uh, "I said, do you really think that you qualify to go out on a date with me? But if you if you're willing to give it a shot, you know, let me know." And she said, "How about Friday?" I was like, what the fuck? It's like, this dude is actually right. But I don't know. Because I, I can't find, like, a girlfriend. But once I, once I actually get a girlfriend, I'm a really good boyfriend. Uh, I don't know. But the thing, the thing that always attracts them is the thing that becomes boring in the end. It's like the salt on a pretzel stick <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> it's just like, uh 
I'll finish it, but it's not nearly as exciting as the beginning. What? Yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about either. <laughs> You're 80 years old? Wow. You've probably been slinging it, huh? You've got nine kids. You have a 56 and a 52-year-old? Wow, I don't have any. I don't want any either. Your life is behind you? Well, it's all in how you see it. You, I mean, my great-grandmother was 103. <laughs> you still have quite a way. There's people here that aren't even 23, if I had to guess. This is the words that came to you? What came to you? What words? Okay, go ahead. He's about to tell me these words. I'm repeating. Learn to love. That's what he said. Love to learn. My grandfather told me that. That's not original. My grandfather also told me that the day you don't learn something is the day you die. I was fucking horrified, dude, reading books and shit. That bastard. He was wrong. I got one minute. Thank Christ. Uh, I'm originally from Mississippi, and uh, I remember my first present that I got that I can remember getting was a BB gun. Amazingly. So I did what any self-respecting young southern kid would do. I went out and shot a bunch of birds in the face. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, dude. I don't know. I guess you grow out of it, but I was like, what did he say? Comet? Karma? No, dude. I got good karma. I've been crushing it. Shooting birds in the... You don't like... Do you eat meat? Well, you got to kill them somehow. It's better than shooting them in the wing, making them suffer. Right, Matthew Kirk? All right, buddy. Give it up for your host. Have a good night. Mainly put Matthew down. Give it up. <laughs> Give it up for that hayseed. There you go. I've been waiting to say that. Uh, all right, let's keep this show moving. Huh? You can't stop this happiest two hours of the whole week, right? The excitement won't stop. All right, give it up for your next comment. First time to the room, Peter Mayar. Yeah. Did I see? All right, thank you guys. Uh, this is definitely new for me, being up on a radio. This is one of the most depressing rooms I've been to, but it's a good thing, we're all depressed. Um, Tracy, uh, what she said earlier, which is, used to be there, um, <laughs> she, uh, she mentioned the mid people from the Midwest are a lot nicer. I came from Wisconsin, and the one thing I noticed, well, one of the first things I noticed was I really love this area. I love San Francisco. It's a great place. I love the culture. Um, most cases, you have something called random acts of kindness. Uh, in San Francisco, it's something called random acts of assholeness, and I see it all the time. Uh, the other day, I'm walking across the street, and a gentleman uh, looks at me as I'm not walking fast enough for him to turn, even though it's not his time to turn, and he yells at me, and he goes, fuck you! And I'm like, okay, you know, what do you do with that, sir? Have a good day. I hope I see you later so I can kick your fucking ass. Um, other than that, I really love the city. Uh, I did something, I guess, the other day that 
I don't know how I feel about it, but I yelled at a deaf person. Yeah. It didn't do too much, but uh, I felt pretty bad about it still. I could see them looking at me weirdly, and they did some hand signs. I think he flipped me off. Is that what that means? Fuck you. Um, no, but it's different. Uh, the one thing I like about, like I said, the culture. Uh, I moved from Wisconsin. It is very white. And in Milwaukee, it was somewhat mixed, but very segregated. If you don't know, it is one of the most segregated cities in the country. Um, so when I thought I'd come here, I'd feel a little more comfortable, right? I'd be around a lot more Mexicans, um, maybe kind of fit in. Uh, not so much, because I'm not really Mexican. I am color-wise Mexican. I look like I am Mexican, but I do not speak the language or douse myself in the culture. My mom is 100%, I'm 50%, and my dad is Hungarian, hence my last name. So when I came here, I kind of hated it. I would walk into a Mexican restaurant, and he would look at me right away and just judge me, just like that, like I can speak Spanish. I'm like, no. Sorry, sir, I just want the number four taco, please. And he's like, looks at me. I swear this guy doesn't, you don't speak Spanish? What are you? And I was a Filipino. I get away with it because I'm so ashamed that I'm not actually Mexican. It's the worst thing in the world. And white people just group me as Mexican right away. So I, there's no way I fit. There's no place in the world that I fit. I'm either Mexican or I'm Mexican, and I don't want to be. I just want to be human, please. And I thought the city would be a great fit for me because no one seems to belong anywhere. The other day, um, actually this was a while ago, I stopped watching porn. And I stopped watching porn mainly because I couldn't relate to it. There comes a point where you're watching something and the guy comes up to the door and he knocks and this housewife opens up. She goes, oh, uh, I didn't order a pizza. And he goes, well, maybe you didn't, but I got a sausage and a pepperoni in this box waiting for you. And as I'm watching it, I'm actually interested in the plot. And <laughs> he pulls down his pants and just whips out the largest thing in the world. And then just fucks her for hours and hours. And after a while, I just like, I can't relate to it, right? So I had to find something that really related to my sexual desire on this. So I started listening to R&B music. About a few songs in, I realized I can't relate, that, relate to that either. The guy's singing, I'm gonna take you backstage three times in a row, three times in a, no! No, I can't. I go once and I'm done. I'm over it. I want to eat some food and go to sleep. That's just how I work. So nothing seems to work, especially in this city where everyone seems to be fucking someone behind some alley in some corner. You know, there's no after work drinking. It's after work orgy and I don't, it's just too much to deal with. I couldn't do it and my girlfriend would break up with me. So I see the other two options. What do I got? Minute? Um, let's see. Suicide's never fun. Um, but, uh, my cousin, when I was younger, uh, he lives in Michigan, and he was kind of crying and complaining the whole day. And he, uh, he goes, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm going to kill myself. And I'm like, Nick, no, get back here. So he goes running down to the basement, and he goes into the gun room. And I'm like, Nick, don't do it. Nick. And he goes, I'm going to do it. He puts the gun to his, I'm going to do it. I said, no. He pulls the gun away from his head. And he goes, I'm going to kill myself. And all you're going to do is cover your ears? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to stop you from doing it. I'm just going to let you kill yourself. That's just how I feel about it. It's not my life to take. It's yours. Um, 
I have one more thing to go, but I have to go. So thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys. Alright, give it up for Peter. First time in the room. Hey man, you say suicide isn't fun? How would you know? How could you, how could you make that definitive of a statement? That's what I'm questioning. Thank you. Thank you. Good support. I got validated by that one. Thank you. All right. Hey, when I came to Mutiny Radio the first time, I thought I was going to be the only kind of, uh, kind of, kind of shrimpy dude from New Jersey of, you know, questionable metrosexuality, you know. But then, but then this cat shows up and starts stealing my thunder. Thank you, thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the very funny Arden Marchetta. I know you know it, but they don't know it. That's the point. Anyway, thank you, Matthew. Uh, yeah, it's good to be here. I'm a little stoned. Um, if you couldn't tell by the fact that I'm wearing a hoodie with my own face on it. I'm that kind of stoner. I need this in order to make it home at the end of the night, right? Just to remind myself of who, who, who we're walking home tonight. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, George. Uh, yeah, thanks, Matt, for that wonderful introduction. Uh, I am a little... I'm more effeminate than metrosexual, really. That's, uh, you know... If you really think about it. Uh, I'm a size four... Um, I don't know what my shoe size is, though. But uh, anyway, because I want to be comfortable. I wear, I, I wear sneakers. It's, you know. Uh, but, no. I'm having a good week. Low depression week. That's a, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, low depression week. Yeah. Make a lot of coffee this week. I'm trying to think of what else. I smoked a lot of pot this week. You know, that was good. I, I, I hung out with a porn star last night. That was fun. Um, down at the Crazy Horse. You know, uh, yeah, down at the sweet spot. We got a showcase uh, Saturday night. Checking out uh, ten to four a.m. Uh, comedy shows starts at midnight, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, gonna have Annie Cruz there. Annie Cruz. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough about that. So I was watching porn earlier today. Uh, one of my favorite things to do, and uh, I, I I was watching this lesbian porn, and I'm sitting there masturbating. And in the middle of it, I go soft and I just start weeping into my keyboard. <sighs> What's wrong with me, right? What the fuck's wrong with me today? And I figured it out. It's because the women in this movie have a much better relationship than I've ever had. They're being open and honest. They're communicating. Spank me harder. Pull my hair. <sighs> But it, I mean, you know, it's it's not all bleak. I am dating again, you know. Uh, I I met uh, actually Tracy's not here anymore, so unfortunately I don't have that. But I met a woman at the climbing gym, and I gave her one of my buttons so she could find me. Uh, and I think she's using it as a way to avoid me. Uh, what did he look like again? Oh yeah, stay away from that one. Uh, yeah, but it, it's not all bad. I'm on all the apps, all the apps. I'm swiping right on everything. Uh, I, I'm going out with an astrologer, an astrologist, astrologer, astrologist. Thank you, thank you, Boris. 
uh, so tomorrow. So um, we'll see what the tea leaves say, as they say. Uh, yeah, but no, um, let's see. Other than that, I, 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 I smoke a lot of pot because um, I'm depressed about a lot of things. And it's mostly my childhood keeps coming back to haunt me. And I was thinking about, there was this girl. It's the eighth grade dance. It's the last dance of the year. And she gets paired up with me, and she has to dance with me, and she's crying. And I don't know whether it's because she has to dance with me, it's the last dance of the year, or that the SEC hauled off her father that morning. Uh, I went to private school, private school, uh, and, and I decided sometime later uh, to look her up. And uh, she she was dating this really handsome, nice guy, right? Who was you know really wealthy, and she was on this career to be an opera singer. And she was playing this this venue, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go uh, just go say hi, you know, go check it out, right? So I go, I watch her perform, and afterwards I say hi, I see your mom, right? And uh, I meet the boyfriend, right? And uh, that that was that was a few years back, you know, and and uh, so I decided to look her up again. And wouldn't you know it, uh, the mom's dead and the boyfriend's out of the picture. So I'm thinking I got a chance, you know? I should look, I, I should hit her up, you know? She's single again, yeah. A little sad, needs some comforting, yeah. I can make this work. Ah, anyway, I'll leave it with this. Uh, anybody got any pot? <laughs> Seriously, anybody? Yes. All right. Gene Field. Give it up for your host, Matthew Quirk. All right, keep clapping for Arden. Arden, man, it's hard to believe a chick doesn't want to date a guy with his own face on his own frumpy sweater. I just can't believe that doesn't draw the ladies to you like a moth to flame. <clears throat> anyway, not to bring you down from your bubble, but uh, you, did, you were hanging out with a porn star. Is that maybe a little... You know, was she just a porn extra, you know, a porn also ran sort of thing, in my opinion. All right, let's keep this happiest two hours of your life moving along at the mutiny of mutiny radios. All right, give it up for your next comic, one of my favorites in the area, the very smart, the very funny, Nicole Turley. smart funny and single <laughs> and you're about to find out why <laughs> okay how's it going you guys woo mutiny radio let's do this so uh a little bit about me for those of you that haven't heard the train wreck story of my life uh well it's good it's getting better uh, i just started doing yoga and then i bought a prius and yesterday, you guys, I got an iPhone. So congratulate me, everyone. I am officially white as fuck. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, but um, I still, I, I still make bad decisions. Uh, like the one nine months ago where I decided to quit drinking alcohol. Um, yeah. Because see, what happened? Why that was a bad... Yeah, I was a shit show and that's why I quit, you know. But uh, why that was a bad decision was because... Um, oh, how can I say this? I spent like about five minutes stopped at a stop sign waiting for it to turn green. 
Last week, I tried to open my Prius with my keys from the Hyundai Accent that I actually just junked before I bought the car. So basically, I'm still making dumbass fucking decisions, you guys. I found out by not drinking, it was never the booze. I am just an idiot. It's painful. So if you think you might be an idiot and a moron, just keep drinking because then you can blame all your bad decisions on that. Then you don't have to face the horrible truth because now I have to face it. It is not pretty. Uh, that's, that's just kind of a sad little bit. That's going to be an awesome joke someday, you guys. It is. It is. Uh, so I uh, live in um, Hayward, California. Woo! Uh, if you're not familiar with Hayward, uh, Hayward is where your meth comes from and where you will find your stolen car. Um, yeah, I, the best way I can describe Hayward is what I saw on this billboard while driving down the 503. Uh, it was for Hayward Honda. It said, bad credit, no credit, Hayward. Yeah, that's about right. Where even the cats are tweakers. Literally, if you want to live there, you're required to do methamphetamine at least once. They actually give it to you in the welcome packet to your apartment complex in a little baggie. Yeah, with a little pipe. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Hayward. So, um... What else? Uh, I drive for Lyft, um, and I work in a restaurant uh, by the marina. So basically what that means is I fucking hate people, you guys. <laughs> Especially the men that come into my restaurant from the marina in Marin County, old money, pampered men. Now, these are men whose mothers cut their hamburgers up for them into little pieces till they were 10 years old. And what that does to a guy is turns him into a total gaping vag. These are not men. These are not men. I don't know what they are, but I know they cry when they ejaculate, probably. That's how pussy they are. They request black napkins so they don't get white zippies on their little pants. They gotta get gluten-free. Can I find food not touch? I mean, no, these dudes are so pussy. They cry when they ejaculate and call their mom. Mom, help me. Something weird is happening with my dick. What do I do? I just had to purge that. I'm getting the one minute light. I'm going to get off. Okay, I'm going to get off the stage. Okay, guys, I haven't... Okay, I need to get laid, guys. So if anybody's listening out there and has a really huge dick, I'm at Mutiny Radio. I need to get laid. Like like tonight. I'm Nicole Turley. I'm going to sit down now. All right, give it up for Nicole, who needs a big dick. Needs one quickly. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm busy. I only have an average dick, so I, I'm clearly not what she's looking for. But, uh, hey, let's all thank Nicole for explaining to us why I cry when I ejaculate. I never, I never knew the source. I never knew the source. Thank you for explaining it to me. All right. Let's keep this show moving, right? Who's having the happiest two hours of their freaking lives, right? That's right, we got a mutiny going on here at Mutiny Radio. We're gonna keep on mutinizing. Mutinying, mutiny. Anyway, keep the show moving. All right, let's keep our hands together for our dearest comrade, the very funny Gene Field. But it doesn't matter. Just because many people are from Germany and not from England, who gives a fuck? Um, so you mean you can be like white as fuck and still make bad decisions? <laughs> I should do some material. Um, you guys like traveling? I really like traveling. Uh, in fact, just recently uh, I got back from an ego trip. And boy, am I wrist tired. Um, 
I really like what's happening with the recreational marijuana in San Francisco. I mean, not like, but it's kind of, like, it's fucking crazy that we're becoming, you know, the next Amsterdam. Um, and I think that, you know, like, we need to get ahead of this shit, and we need to make a commercial for San Francisco. You know, like, the commercial for Vegas is, well, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. The commercial from San Francisco should be like, what happens in San Francisco? What happens in San Francisco? <laughs> be cool, man. Oh, okay, cool. And that's it. And that's the commercial. Yeah, exactly. I was doing that trick where I was, well, never mind. I'm getting too technical into my joke techniques. I don't know. Um, What else should we talk about? I mean, you can tell by this. What? Huh? What are we talking? What? Aziz and sorry. I'll leave that. Well, I don't know. What? What can we say about Aziz and sorry? I mean, like. I'm trying to figure out like what it shows. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I haven't figured out how to joke about it, to be honest with you guys, but it's, uh, here's what I can tell you, okay, about this whole thing, Aziz and Sari, like, let's be fucking real. Nobody gave a fuck until they were terrified of Donald Trump. Bill Clinton was too important for the movement, and so were most Hollywood fucks. So, in a way, I think that, um, I don't know. I think that, I don't know, I think we're further ahead. I wasn't planning on a political science lecture, though, on women's rights, not nearly as qualified. Um, so, I don't know, I think, like, we have really shitty contests on TV. That's, that's what I noticed. Like, every contest on TV sucks. Uh, like, we should have a contest for, like, whoever can start the most sentences with the words, like, I'm sorry, but I really don't give a fuck about... Right, like that, that should be the top prize. The sound booth enjoyed it. I don't know what you guys think. The professionals are into this shit, okay? Um, and what we said day and age is some more reality TV shows, I think. Like, it's not, I think, how far down are they gonna go into profiting off of people's miseries? Like, is there going to be a reality TV show about, like, real people living in a real house and just watching real reality TV shows all day? It'd be a good show. Like, interview moments. It's like, oh, yeah, like, things got pretty tense because, like, cops came on and I, I thought I ran, off, ran out of the Doritos before the commercial. I put my bag in the bag. More Doritos because I bought a big bag. Like his girlfriend with him, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, he's so excited about the, how he had more Doritos. I don't know. Moving on. Um, you know, by the sound of it, you guys have probably figured out that uh, I'm Russian. Doesn't mean in practical terms. You know, like, we didn't have the same luxuries there that you took for granted here, you know? like jeans, like bubble gum, 
like feelings. You know, value systems were different. Like I stated the days in, here it's, I don't think it even has one star. Like in Russia, it would be like a hundred star hotel. You know, you got a bathroom in your room, two stars right there. Running water, like another three stars. Anyways, guys, I'm Gene Felt, and giving you back to your host. Gene Fell there. You know, I'm all for a mutiny here at Mutiny Radio, but I hear him talk and I'm ready for a revolution. God damn right. All right, well, let's keep this happiest two hours of your freaking life going with your next comic, one of my favorites here in the Bay Area, the very smart, the very funny, Ian Levy. I caught myself. We're gonna treat this like an Ian Levy said. <laughs> we haven't started your time, sir. Okay, thank you. Um, I would just say, uh, Matthew, I'd feel a lot more special if I hadn't just heard you say, like, for your intro for the last four comics, this next guy is one of my favorites in the Bay Area. It really makes me feel less special. Like, you gotta, you gotta pick one or two. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Um, I, I like that intro. That's a good intro, uh, but it's not the most memorable intro I've ever had at a comedy show uh, because I once had a comic, a uh, host, say, this next comic uh, seems like he was homeschooled. Uh, and what the host of that particular comedy show uh, did not know uh, is that I actually was homeschooled. Uh, and this is the best I can fit in, uh, and I am doing something horribly wrong. It is not working out. It is not going well. I don't know what it is. I try to, f people sniff it out on me. They always like, ah, that guy spent most of his childhood barefoot and wearing macaroni necklaces. That is how it fucking gets you. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I also had someone who once told me, they said, hey, uh, Ian, uh, you seem like you'd be really good at stilts. Now... Two things about that. First, uh, I don't know what it means to be good at stilts, uh, and yet somehow it's still offensive. Uh, and second, uh, I am actually pretty good at stilts. So that is, I had a lot of free time homeschooling. They don't tell you that. Uh, but I get to wake up, be like, second period, stilts again. So it was good, you know. It would be nice if I could read, but you can't win them all. So that's, I think things are going pretty well for me. Uh, here's something that happened to me, uh, the other day. This is, is currently ongoing. I went on a date, uh, with a woman and it went so well, uh, that she is not returning my text messages. <laughs> so things are, uh, I went, I, and I told my friend about this. I said, yeah, I think I'm being ghosted. And my friend said, well, at least now, you know, you can write a, a fun little comedy bit, uh, about being ghosted. Uh, and I thought, uh, I would rather have a girlfriend. I would rather have someone who cared about me and loved me <laughs> than someone to tell about my day. <laughs> I don't care how funny the bit was if she showed up to the date dressed as Vincent Van Gogh. I was like, this date is like my ear. We have got to cut it off. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> that would just be nice. Like, if you really weigh the two out, you know, it's like one is having, 
you know, a companion, someone you care about, someone you come home with, someone, you know, you share interest with. I don't even have to share interest. Maybe she's into canoeing. You know, I don't care about canoes, but I, I enjoy her passion. That's what I like, her passion for the subject of canoeing. You know, and we can spend our lives together. We grow. We see each other evolve as people. Uh, so it's either that or I can be like, uh, call me a haunted house because I'm going to ghost it. Like... <laughs> It's not a, uh, not quite the same. <laughs> I'd, I'd, ra- I'd rather have someone who cares about me. <laughs> oh boy, she was so nice. <laughs> but I want to. She's she's not responding to my text messages. Um, and I I messaged her, um, and did I did say, um, hey, you know, if you don't if you don't want to see me again, uh, that's okay. But uh, you should know, you know, I really liked you. Uh, and I will murder you. Like, this is how this works now. Uh, I will not be hurt. <laughs> not on my watch. Um, it is It is weird. I don't have a lot of uh, emotional boundaries. So if I like, uh, if I like someone, I like them uh, a lot really quickly. And you don't know what to say. Because then if sh- they don't want to hang out with you, you can't be like, but wait, our children would be beautiful. And like, that's, no, it's not good. I, th- I think the turning point in the date, it was going really well. And then there was one bit where she mentioned, she's like, oh, I really like, uh, uh, all ki- I love all kinds of fish. And I said, oh, do you, uh, uh, does that mean you love the band fish? Uh, and she said, uh, what? And I said, what? And she said, no, what did you say? And I said, what? And she said, what did you just say? And I said, like, the band fish? She's like, no, I heard you, but why would you say that? I was like, because it's funny. And she's like, but it wasn't. And I was like, but what? And she said, what? And then... Things did not go well. Because <laughs> uh, I was trying to be, you know, fun and silly. That's who I am. I don't, I'm not like some jaded, dark poet. And I could try. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's most of what I wanted to talk about. Okay, I think I'm done. Thank you, guys. Yay! <laughs> for Ian, who apparently is very smart and very funny, right? I was right. I wasn't wrong. I was right. Oh, man. I can't believe I got fucking scolded for giving a nice introduction. This hosting shit is hard. This is the only second time I did it. I, got, I don't got a lot of catchphrases ready just yet. The zany. Maybe I'll say zany a couple of times. Anyway, man, you're just a reminder of why I can't fucking stand your entire ungrateful generation. It's just a reminder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Why you got <laughs> why you got to pay me like that? Uh, anywho, yeah, just another reminder why I can't stand your whole generation. So ungrateful for the compliments I give you. You know, it's like I should have known. Oh, Bouncing now, huh? I don't even hear my criticism. That's you guys, man. You snowflakes correctly, man. I should have known we can't rely on you guys for shit. I mean, you're deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread and everything. It's fucking... It's terrible. Your whole generation. I mean, dread is the thing most closely associated with civilization. I mean, we can't trust you guys with bread. How can we hand over civilization to you as a generation? Huh? Not on my side about that? Anyway, it's all going downhill. Let's give it up for your next comic. Senior centers. Se- no, I think you're off on that one. 
So uh, yeah, give it up for your next comic. All right, we're gonna uh, another one of my my second favorite Russian comic in the Bay Area, Boris Skurko. Thank you. Um, it's interesting, like you know, people refer to. Uh, Baby boomers, or who, what is the greatest generation? That's not baby boomers; it's the one before, right? Uh, the, they call them the greatest generation because that is the generation that won World War II, right? And they defeated the world from Nazis, even though they're back in 2018 and 2017. But anyways, they they're called the greatest generation because they won World War II and all that. But that's the same generation that started World War II, just a different part of it. It's the same generation. The ages were the same. They were just in Germany. Okay. Um, I like going up after uh, Gene because uh, I feel like his accent is what people expect a guy named Boris to sound like. Like people hear you and they're like, he should be named Boris. And then people hear me and they're like, Gene should be sound like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. Um, I am Russian. I was born there, and when I was four years old, my parents decided to move to San Francisco, and I did not have much going on at the time. I came with, um, and I asked my mother recently why we moved to San Francisco, and she said because Russia had crime and poverty and the bread lines. You wouldn't believe the bread lines, and you know we moved to San Francisco, and uh, I don't know if you've been to Tartine Bakery on a Saturday morning, but that is a bread line. You know, the last loaf on the Eastern Front doesn't have that kind of demand. That is crazy. That honey brioche is not worth it. Watch out, Tartine. I'm coming after you. Um, but no, my name is Boris. I think I, it's not a unique enough name that people are like, where are you from? You know, it's not that unique. Instead, people are more like, yeah, I knew one of those. <laughs> he smoked a lot of cigarettes, had a BMW. Not a great person. I'm like, I don't know that dude, but I know that dude, you know? Very sympathetic. I get it. Uh, this whole set is going to be about Russia. Now I'm thinking, um, yeah, no, I don't. Um, one of the stereotypes people have, see, the thing is, I'm Jewish. I'm not even Russian. But people don't, fucking people hear Boris, and they're like, he's Russian, of course. Um, mostly German. <laughs> um, but... It is strange, like, there's a stereotype of Russian people that they drink a lot, right? Vodka, all that. That's a big stereotype of Russians. And I actually don't think it's true because Russians, I don't think, drink any more than any other people in the world. It's just how you drink, right? Like, in America, most people drink cocktails. Like, that's a big thing, right? You go to a bar, you get a cocktail. In Russia, people don't know what the fuck a cocktail is. They go to a bar, order a gin and tonic, hold the fucking tonic. It's just gin. They don't get it. Here in America, you drink cocktails, and that's what keeps us living on. Like, that's what helps us persevere, right? Who knows? Maybe the Soviet Union wouldn't have collapsed if Moscow knew of ginger beer and copper mugs, right? We don't know. Maybe we would have universal health care today <laughs> if a Moscow mule was available back then. Yeah, um... What can I say about Russia? I don't know what about Russia. There's this bit, bad drug uh, called crocodile in Russia, right? I was reading an article where uh, there was a guy in Russia. They were interviewing this guy who took this drug. He had wounds all over his body. His, 
eating him apart. It was crazy. And uh, according to him, it was still better than regular life in Russia. So, got to do what you got to do to cope. Um, yeah. I don't know. San Francisco actually has a lot of Russian uh, Jews, and you'll know this if you go on the uh, 38 bus, um, and then you stand near the front, and eventually you're, you'll hear an old gentleman, around 60 to 80 years old, go, <laughs> and that is a cough from the Battle of Stalingrad. That, that is what that is. I actually really like walking in San Francisco. I walked here. I walked from uh, 1st Street, and this is 21st Street. And so I walked here, and I was like, when I got to 5th Street, I was like, oh, 16 blocks left, right? Got to 6th Street, got 7th Street. Eventually, I was on like 14th Street, right? That's seven blocks. I was like, fuck yeah. I got to 15th Street. Awesome. 16th Street. Great. Five blocks to go. 17th Street. 17th Street. Almost there. And then I got to Mariposa. What? Who designed this city? That doesn't make any sense. I thought that would be a lot funnier. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to be it for me. Give it up for Matthew. Morris, man, killing in this room with them thinkers. It was amazing. Amazing, right? It was amazing. It was totally amazing. How can we not clapping? All right, while we're taking a pause to clap, because apparently it's an effort for everyone in this room. No, 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 if I have to beg. Let's give it up for George, though, back there on the ones and twos. Really keeping this place alive. It will barely be resuscitatable. Anywho. So, all right, let's keep the happiest two hours possible moving along here with your next comedian, Will Bolt. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so I don't think that the generation that started World War II is the same that fought it because Hitler was like in his late 40s and like my granddad was 18 when he got drafted. So... I think that they're a bit different. So basically, the generation killed the generation before, which I think is a good strategy in most things. I think if we... So then the older generation should kill the newer generation? So then we just end the human race. Oh, yeah, they did that. No. Oh, right, right, right. No, but I'm just saying as a policy, we should just constantly be killing the previous generations because if we did that, then we wouldn't have Donald Trump. We wouldn't have like any shitty politicians. We'd all be in charge, basically, which I think would be fantastic. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, dude. Just <laughs> um, so it's flu season. Are you guys excited about flu season? It's kind of like fo- it's like football season, but you might die yourself. Um, I get I get really anxious when I'm like out in public during like cold and flu season. And anytime somebody coughs, I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing out? You piece of shit, go home or get yourself to the hospital." I can't believe you're putting my life at risk right now. And then, like, I'll get, like, a scratch in my throat and cough, and I'm like, oh, no, everybody's going to think, now I'm that guy. No, really, it's fine. Don't take me away. I promise. I'm, I'm not sick. Yeah, right. Are you a doctor? Um, it's always very stressful. I, uh, I was at Walgreens before this, and I was in the back of the store, but I very clearly could hear um, something being shoplifted because I heard this guy yelling, hey, hey, you, hey, you. 
hey you it's like he thought that there's this weird like beetlejuice rule with shoplifters like if you say hey you three times the guy's like ah okay i was in earshot i heard all three of those i'll be back god damn it i thought i could run faster um i feel like it's got to be really frustrating to be a bad guy in a video game because it's like you put all this effort, you amass this huge army, you build this like maze of death traps to kill this one person. And even if you do manage to kill them, they can just come back, just making all of your efforts for naught. And then they only have to kill you once. And the whole time they complain about it. They're like, ah, oh, this castle's so hard. I can't believe you're making me do this. It's like, fuck you, dude. I, this is a lot of work for me. Like, you don't understand what it takes to get, like, slime monsters and wildebeests and all these other things to work together to try and kill you. Like, it's not an easy job. That's the kind of stuff I think about because I'm a millennial. So I'm at home being a snowflake. I think about the most non-offensive thing I could think about, which is making fun of bad guys. I, um, I like to go on walks a lot of the time and... Uh, and I get yelled at a lot because of it, because I just have that face of like, yell at this guy. Um, so I was walking once and I passed this couple and uh, one of them turned to me and said, uh, hey, do you got a cigarette? And I said, no, because I don't smoke. And so she said, fuck you, you broken condom. <laughs> Which seemed like a really disproportionate response to that. Like, all I said was no. And, and here's the thing is it just proves to me that smokers are just the most entitled people on the planet because she could get that mad about it. I couldn't walk up to you on the street and be like, oh, hey, could I, can I get your Netflix password? Like, that would not be an appropriate thing to ask and it certainly wouldn't be an appropriate thing to get mad about. Um, so I just, that's what I think about that. Um, anyways, those are all the jokes I was prepared to tell tonight. There we go. That's all I was where we're going to end that is uh, getting yelled at about <laughs> some video game shit. All right. Uh, my name is Will Bolt. Thanks, guys. Give it up for Will Bolt, even though he threatened to murder me from the stage. First of all, if your generation had any brains, you'd be killing the baby boomers, not us. They're the ones sitting on all the wealth that ought to be passed along. Uh, but anyway, I mean, I just defy you guys. Who are you anyway? Gen X. Gen X. We are. I'm not, but we. I mean, as a as a larger percentage, we are. But I can't be forced to carry on all of that. But anyway, as I deal with my heckler here, let me. I just want to address some of this. You know how once again how disappointing you fucking Gen Xers are. You just had to remind me. I mean, all your shit was fucking video game based. It was none of your shit was had any hint of reality. I mean, you guys are just so delusional about shit. Even the way you work out is fucking delusional with your stupid CrossFit, big for nothing. CrossFit. We had a thing when I was growing up that took the place of CrossFit. They were called chores. We had chores. Yeah, we stayed fit that way. You know, I've seen CrossFit. The only reason to do CrossFit is to just do more CrossFit, which is cocaine. That's cocaine. I mean, you're so fucking delusional with your CrossFit, man. I just can't believe it. You guys made a movie about yourselves. It was CrossFit. They call themselves the fittest people on earth. But how do they call themselves the best at anything if they don't compete against any black or brown people? 
I'm curious about that shit. Someone once asked me, speaking of your generation, they're like, aren't you worried a CrossFit guy's going to kick your ass after he hears that set? And I'm like, fuck no. I mean, I'll knock the water bottle out of his hand. He'll get all dehydrated and fold like a cheap suit. I mean, you guys are all nerfed out anyway. You're afraid of all your concussions, right? Concussions, like mini concussions and shit. You fucking... Yeah, nerfed out, fool. I mean, I grew up in the 70s. Concussions didn't exist when I was growing up. It was called getting your bell rung. It was good for you. It built character. That's why I have all this character up here. A lifetime of mini, micro, and major concussions. You guys should look into it. Anyway, speaking of concussions, are your next comedian, the very zany Warhol Kaufman. Uh, I, I think our listeners can't appreciate the improvements to the stage, but I just want to show some love. Um, my ass is dirty. I'm living in a weird situation. Everything's cool. I hate all these jokes already. That's great. How you guys? Do, how you doing? You good? Nicole Turley. Where do you wish you were, Nicole? I'm bu- I'm booked on Danny's show soon, and he's probably gonna tell me I smell like marijuana, and I'm gonna say, in advance, I'm, I do, I always do. Uh, my my boss tried to tell me like you can't just come in, just smoke weed and come in, and I was like, at first I was like, oh, like sorry, and then I was like, I haven't smoked weed in like 90 minutes, like I just smell like this. You can't you can't control that much of my life. I'm here now. I'm sorry that for the last 20 years I've been thinking about the genocide of my compatriots. I smoke a lot of weed. I don't know what to tell you. Um, this is kind of this isn't gonna work. It never works. Let's do this one. I've been thinking about uh, military battles. Uh, two of the most famous military battles I could think of um, were both on Christmas. So I remember in uh, in World War One. At a certain point, after all the mustard gassing and the bayoneting and the really inaccurate rifle volleys from like 20 yards or whatever, Christmas came and some of the French and some of the English and a couple of the German guys and the Italians were like, I don't really want to murder anyone or stab them in the face or uh, do that whole mustard gas thing today. So they talked to each other and everything was chill. And we talk about this to this day, like, wow, they didn't kill each other for a day. It was great. And then everyone who refused to fight on Christmas was sent to another part of the the battlefield. And then the other one that I remember a lot is George Washington crossing the river on Christmas to murder all the Germans. And I think about this. That's nice. Uh, I was I was smoking outside of Rosamond the other day. A few months ago, and uh, this woman walked by, and she said something that I really can't seem to forget. She was like, "Try to throw a bitch in the trunk. Ain't nobody got time for that." And I just like that that her major objection to going in the trunk was her schedule. 
Like, it ain't Thursday. I got fucking shit. All right. Got shit to do. Uh, Ed Layden, Ed Leiden bothered to finish out his term. That's fun. Uh, Bruce Willis doesn't get a whole lot of credit for being tough. Like, I, I think he's really tough. Like, I bet he's not even a good actor at all. You can switch that. We'll try it both ways. Um, if you're being harassed, bring Mace because Puff Daddy will not help you. <laughs> the CEO the CEO of Jack in the Box has come out and said that, you know, if we're going to do this whole wage increase, maybe we should just replace all of our employees with robots. And I think that Jack in the Box should replace all their employees with robots. And I will continue uh, living my life and eating out at dive bars and vaginas. I believe that Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukkake fetish. You can't do that on television. Uh, I don't know if you heard about, they found a, a stone. They found a stone that apparently came from outer space. It's an extraterrestrial stone filled with diamonds. And yes, your proposal was inadequate. All right, give it up for, <laughs> give it up for Warhol. All right, so this happy two hours is going along so fucking fast. I think we might be cramming all this happiness into just one hour. I mean, can you take it? Can you stand it? I, I don't want to. I don't want to reveal the fourth wall back there. But anyway, there was discussion about it, and we thought, we thought you were trying to time no, your no, set. No, 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 so I'll tell you. You're realistic. You want to know? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now, because fives is fives is fives is fives, and everybody's getting them fives, and that's it. You heard it. That was five, motherfucker. <laughs> so, anywho, let's keep this train rolling, right? You guys are having such a good time as it is. Let's just keep the fun going. Put your hands together for your last comic. Woo! Owen, last name kind of scribbled. Yo, hey. So, uh, yeah, last name was kind of scribbled because the pen died. Um, I'm not particularly mysterious. I am a little ashamed because I, I haven't done comedy. This is like maybe my fourth open mic ever. I, I was doing a decent amount last year and then took about a six-month hiatus. Um, in those six months, I had a girlfriend, which I think probably explains the hiatus because everyone in here seems to be really fucking sad and single. <laughs> Um, that's not that funny though, because it's true. Um, now I'm back here because doing stand-up comedy again was a bit of a New Year's resolution for myself, and I'm pretty into New Year's resolutions. I know they get a lot of shit because it's like, why couldn't you just do that at any other time of the year? Um, but no, I think they're pretty cool because a New Year's resolution is just like a very thinly veiled excuse to be a complete asshole to yourself and like have a reason for it. Like, every, every self-help article you read on the internet about New Year's resolutions is like, the only way that you're actually going to get this shit done is if you make it, like, 
targeted and actualized and you set like realistic goals for yourself. If you work out 15 minutes a day, three times a week, that's a good goal. Whereas if you say like workout, it's not a good goal. Um, so I set a few realistic goals for myself, got me here. Um, one of which was stop being lazy and the other of which was start taking care of yourself. Um, so these are two things that are, that are very actionable. Um, but not really, I haven't gone to the dentist in like a year and a half, so I guess my New Year's resolution realistically should have just been go to the dentist. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> um, No, so I'm a millennial living in San Francisco, which is really a, kind of an ideal place to be 24 years old, but also just like a really kind of a shitty place to be 24 years old because everyone hates you if you moved here after them. Um, this city's really like run by tech. You ask anyone what they do, they're doing tech. Uh, but like the generational thing here is um, like, how many people in tech do you think still clap when their airplane lands? That's like, that's my thing is it's like, everyone's so fucking jaded in this generation. Uh, we like, we know how the airplane works. So like your airplane lands and you're just like, oh yeah, like, that's been happening for 70 years. But like 70 years ago, if your airplane landed, you were fucking clapping. Like you just survived that shit. It's like technology has just made everything like way more boring. Um, like on television, it's like the world's going to end. Like the computers, the robots are getting like super smart. Skynet's active. Judgment Day is coming. But like nowadays, we're more or less just like signing ourselves up for Judgment Day by allowing Amazon instant delivery to control our prescriptions. It's like... If the world starts to end now, it's not going to be because of a nuclear holocaust. It's just going to be because all of a sudden our prescriptions stop showing up at our front doors. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why technology is kind of like a letdown. Uh, because, yeah, no nuclear holocaust, I guess. But another reason is, I did mention I, I just got out of a relationship. So, like, now I'm doing comedy again because I maybe I'm sad. I don't, I don't know. Um, she's probably not out there listening because I don't think 10,000 people are happy after this hour of sadness um but yeah the shitty thing about that is like when you're in a relationship in the modern era and you like tell someone your girlfriend's name like they can pretty much just like first thing pull out their phone and like look that person up on facebook and it's like really if you're just like an average looking person there's only like two responses which is one it's like oh nice which is like never a good thing. And then the other one's like, oh, she's, she's actually attractive, which is also like the exact shittiest thing on the opposite end of the spectrum. It's like, A, yeah, she's not that good looking, or B, like, what the fuck, why is, why is that happening to you? Um, so yeah, I pretty much just give fake names, as you could tell by my Owen with no last name withheld. Um, that's coincidental. Uh, yeah. Um, also, I'd say nowadays, pickup lines, like, you don't really get away with that shit anymore. There's, like, all this drama lately about Aziz Ansari and, like, these gender balances and things like that, um, the Me Too movement. Like, there's really nothing funny about that, and it's, like, a huge societal issue, so I'm not really going to get into it. This was mostly just a segue into me saying that, like, our generation's, like, come here often is, how long have you been driving Uber? Um... <laughs> It starts about as equally of an interesting of a conversation. Uh, yeah, I guess my last sort of like question for this now that I've been on this 24-year-old technology in San Francisco vibe is how the fuck are people on the radio still falling for those cheating traps? Like, 
if you send someone roses and they didn't order roses, and they're like, oh yeah, like you get to send this to whoever you want. Like you've been listening to the radio likely for a few years, yet people are still sending roses to their mistresses. Uh, and I think that technology can probably solve that problem. So that's all for me. I'm Owen, last name withheld. All right, give it up for Owen, the absolute caricature of himself and his species of techies taking over the... You know, I'm glad you brought up that technology scam stuff. Uh, you know, they caught that uh, Nigerian prince scam artist guy. Did you know that? Turns out he's some white guy from Louisiana. I mean, we knew it was a scam. Did you know you're getting catfished too? <laughs> so, you did know, I guess. Just me. Anywho, hey, I'm glad you brought up uh, nuclear Armageddon, which is coming just around the corner. Uh, I'm pretty grateful for that coming, actually. Uh, I've already had the best years of my life, so I'm sort of ready for I don't really want to see season two of uh, Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency. I'm ready for this all to just crap out before I really start losing my vision and my teeth fall out and all that shit. I'm ready to bounce. All right. Hey, George, you ready to hit the stage? Yeah, let's give it up for our, the best fucking audience member in the whole place. The man running the time and the onesies and the twosies, George D. Smith. I was trying to stretch it out for you to get out of here. Hey, thanks. What are you gonna? When do you, when do you stop the music, right? Because we don't get hired until somebody gets fired. Oh wow! I love looking. I I love this new view. It's so weird. It's like I feel so cocksure or something. It doesn't make any sense, right? Anyway. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Sorry. I feel so dumb because like when I come here half the time, I know I'll get up and the other half of the time it's like I don't know if I'll get up. So like 99% of the time I just don't prepare shit. So it's like, oh, oh, OK, well, we got like an hour to kill. Let's come up with something. Right. You know, kind of on the spot. So um, I was think. Oh, yeah, this is exactly it. I was sitting, this is so gross, I was sitting on the toilet the other day, right, and I live in a building that has a, like a shitload of people, right, and in that building with these shitload of people is like communal sort of bathrooms, right, which are gross. It's like four stalls sort of in a row and then like four fucking showers kind of going over there, and I was just thinking, is there a worse place on earth to like die like especially in an earthquake. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are, George. If you really stopped and thought about it, I'm sure there's way worse shit, you know what I mean? But then I thought about it, and I was like, I, <clears throat> I, I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> I thought, like, I'm on the third floor and out of three floors, so that's nice. So, like, if I was on the top floor and I don't even put my feet on, like, the floor if I have to poop, because it's fucking gross and there's graffiti everywhere and like like yeah it's gross that's why i said it's a gross story it's not nice but like so like i put newspaper down i put like two layers of newspaper down i put my little feet down 
And like every time I get over there, I, I roll, I get five little sheets of toilet paper and I go one to the back, one to the side, one to the side, corner, corner. Okay, cool. Now I can sit on the toilet. Every fucking time I take a shit, this is what I do. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I was thinking about how awful, because there's always leaking water. Like, if you're in toilet stall, let's say you walk in, that's one, two, three, four down the line, okay? Number one, down there, straight water. <laughs> like, dude, so even if you lay the newspaper down, you're just soaking up water in the newspaper. What, what are you doing over you? What, well, you might as well be a gentleman and throw your jacket on it, right? It's like, what the? <laughs> it's just so gross. But, like... <laughs> Anyway, so I was thinking when I was sitting here contemplating life, playing my fucking match three video game, and I was like, hmm, if these walls started shaking <laughs> and everything kind of went to shit, at least I'm not on, on, like, on the first floor. Because like, it's all designed on top of each other. It's all pipes, right? <laughs> so like the whole building. So at least if I'm on the third floor... I could to tumble down like on top of the first floor in like a heap of like sewage and like broken fucking plaster or whatever the fuck. So anyway, that 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 was it. That was that was the story. But uh, anyway, that's not it for the set because I always love to end my dumb sets with like this one fucking dumb joke. I always do it every time, and Pam hates it, and that's why I love it, because Pam's not here tonight. Okay. <clears throat> she doesn't hate it, actually. She really kind of likes it. I'm just being a dick. All right. Um, what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. stories man i was on roller skates once right and uh you know much like this extra lift on the stage gives you extra you know roller skates put you up about six eight inches so like normally you know you shit on a toilet like this but because i'm on roller skates i'm actually down like this it was like a squatty potty dude it was great i took a really really clean one it was something to look into but I was really, it really reminded me of the shit I took. Is this one was actually just yesterday. He's making signals over there. Anyway, it's the shit I took yesterday. It was such a fucking huge shit that when I was done with it, I was hungry. It was just, it cleaned me out, man. It was amazing. All right, so let's let's keep this happiest hour going, going. All right, let's give it up. We have a surprise entry into tonight's happiest two hours of your freaking life here at the Mutiny of Mutiny Radio. Local celebrity comedian of note, Danny Deshi. Hi, hello, hello. Hi, I'm Danny Deshi. Um, okay, question, <clears throat> question. Um, if you're rolling around on the ground and crying, does that count as exercise? Just, just a question. So, yeah, I know a lot of people. Uh, well, a lot of guys um, don't like shopping, but I really have a problem shopping. <clears throat> if I, yeah, if, I, if I'm <laughs> yeah, if I'm if I'm in the store for more than ten minutes, uh, I, I start rolling. Uh, I start 
I get into fetal position, fall on the ground, and start spazzing out. <clears throat> okay, great. Uh, so, yeah, somebody mentioned uh, mustard gas uh, recently, uh, a few minutes ago. Yeah, you know uh, how you can become immune uh, against uh, mustard gas? Uh, eat a lot of hot dogs. <clears throat> Great. Does that make sense? I, don't know, I just thought of that. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah. So, oh, in my neighborhood, we've got this new restaurant. It's called uh, Mama's Homestyle Cooking. And, and they brag it's just like Mother used to make. Uh, the only problem is every few minutes, the cook comes over to your, to your table and complains about your father. <clears throat> Great. So, uh, yeah, and you know those pagers that they give you at uh, at some of the restaurants that, you know, was uh, flashing and vibrating? Um, well, I found out it's not cool to pretend that you're being electrocuted. No soup for you. <clears throat> Wait, uh, let's see what else. Oh, hey, how can you tell uh, if someone is a vegan? <clears throat> well, when they open their mouth, you can hear their stomach crying. <clears throat> right. <laughs> right. Hey, did you hear the one? I just saw these. Hey, did you hear the one about the uh, ghost who committed suicide? Yeah, they donated his body to seance. Very <laughs> crazy stuff. Oh, let's see what else is. Okay, all right. Hey, did you see this survey on MSNBC News that said that 62% of America's workers are having sexual relationships with someone else in the same workplace? So that got me thinking, man, I need to get a job. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> hey, who rides a minibus right away? I, got, I took Minio. Anybody ride the minibus here? Yeah. You, you know, today on the bus, I saw this young couple on the bus where they're a little baby girl, and the little baby girl said her first words on Muni. She said, uh, back door? Back door? Huh? <laughs> yeah, we say that a lot of the Muni there. <clears throat> oh, yeah, oh, there's where our home where, where our home's the guy said the mustard gas. Okay, cool. All right, thanks. For so, <clears throat> yeah, uh, let's see what else is, is happening. Uh, <clears throat> okay, I'll just... Great. So, <laughs> just uh, one way of thinking. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, this is happening. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a new new stuff that was happening. Oh, I can't can't remember anyway. Oh, okay. Well, I went to this um, uh, movie. Uh, I went to see this movie called uh, I Am Number Four. Uh, it's a it's a story about mandarin beef over rice. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, I'm watching the movie there, and a the guy next to me is talking on his cell phone. And they tell him, hey, can you please put your cell phone away you know, or turn, turn and watch a movie? And, and he does. He puts his cell phone away. Uh, then a few minutes later, I'm talking on my cell phone. And he, this guy says to me, hey, how come I can't talk on my cell phone and you can? And I tell him, well, that's because I am a hypocrite. <laughs> yep. By the way, always practice safe sex. <clears throat> yep, always make sure I keep at least one hand on the steering wheel. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> okay, how, how about that one for the kids? <laughs> Hey, why do the stories of the airports always smell so clean? Because they're duty-free. <laughs> yeah, duty-free. So, uh, so <laughs> let's see. So, uh, yeah, there were quick ones. I can't remember now. So, um, okay. Uh, that's the okay, it just popped in my head. I don't know why that song came out of my head. <clears throat> So, I'm trying to remember other stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I saw this guy was telling, I, I tell this guy, hey, why are you hitting your dog with a tablet? They said, well, it's because they don't make newspapers anymore. <clears throat> tablet seems wrong. Great. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, miss. All right, um, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, I, I was actually, yesterday I was attacked by uh, this mugger. Yeah, th this guy comes after me. <clears throat> 
And then out of nowhere, this big woman comes out of nowhere, and she knocks this mugger down to the ground, and then she handcuffs him. So I figure she must be an undercover cop. So, so I ask her, hey, are you SFPD? And she goes, uh, no, uh, BDSM. <clears throat> yeah, it's a fetish. Yeah. Yeah. So we dated. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't work out too well. She, she was a Republican. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't see a Ronald Reagan tattoo until it was too late. It was on her fist. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So um, anyway, uh, speaking of uh, oh, um, you know they got these new self-driving cars. Uh, they're they're great, but they're they got a computer glitch, so they're on hold now. They found there's a computer glitch with the self-driving cars. They found out that um, if uh, there are two people in the car having an argument, and one guy tells the other guy to go to hell, the car will drive right off the cliff. Yeah, I shouldn't do that with a hand like that because I want people to think I like Trump. <clears throat> Wait, one more thing uh, before I go. Uh, you know, the, the latest executive order by Trump, he wants to ban internet porn. Great. He's going to build a firewall and make us pay for it. Okay, that's my time. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, keep it going for Danny Deshi with the material and the singers and going straight off the dome. And what a dome it is, Danny. You got a bald spot, brother. Got a hair spot. See, normally that would be a cheap shot, but uh, I'm hosting, so that's called hosting. I'm hosting. All right, well, let's keep the happiest two hours of your life going, right? Now we have a really extra special treat for you, right? You guys are doing, this is a sketch fest thing. You guys are really going to get your minds blown here at Mutiny Radio for Mike Spiegelman and the Great Difficulties. Conversation. I'm your host, Mark Spiegelman, and I'm with a lively crew. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, all right. So, why don't we go around the table and introduce ourselves and what we do here at Roundtable Roundtable? Uh, I'm Ted, and I uh, write Twin Peaks uh, recaps for the Roundtable Roundtable website. Hi, I'm Mike Strong, and I'm a millennial. I'm Jerry, I'm a loser with the podcast. Out. I'm his co host, Other Jerry. Hey, I'm Tom Arnold, no relation. I hosted a sports show on CISO. Hi, I'm Tom Arnold, also no relation. I'm a social media influenza. Uh, I'm Tom Arnold, a different guy that's named Tom Arnold, uh, Thomas Arnoldson, really. And I'm Tom Arnold. Greeting fellow Earth nerds, for I am... I'm Justine and I interrupt nerds. Hi, I'm Nina Nitro, or if you're listening to the podcast, you might know me as Chicken 7. <laughs> it's a reference to an old show. I'm Judas Iscariot. I'm going to make 30 coins of silver. And I'm Judas's best friend, Jesus Christ. BFFs. Oh, Jesus, see you tonight. Yeah. Hi. I support Donald Trump. I could say that because this is a podcast and you can't see my face. I'm Professor X. No, not from the X-Men movies. I'm spelled E-C-K-S. I was in Ballistic X versus Sever. And I'm Mike Proxy. Well, that's all the time we have today for Roundtable Roundtable. See you next time. 
And I'm Character, getting the last word on this podcast sketch. See you next time. Stay tuned for Wow Knowledge, the podcast that talks about science in a way that's made up and wrong. And I'm getting the last word, telling you to stay tuned for Wow, it's knowledge. It's Wow Knowledge. I'm wrong. Last word. Stay tuned for Wow Knowledge. Last word. Theme song. That's not, no, no, that's a sound effect. The theme song sound effect in the script. I know, but we don't have any sound effects, so I'm getting the last word by saying theme song. Well, just play the theme song. Sing theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, I got the last <laughs> word, but you got the last noise. Win-win. It's time for Win-Win, the podcast that tests your knowledge about things you shouldn't care about. Who did Larry Burnside marry in the third season of Heliport? How many different scarves did Gloria Stanish wear in Cracker Mansion? Which diner did Brent visit in Nightville? Which Irwin Allen? How many radio hits? Captain Blazehead. Family Dancers. Michael T. Wintergarden. Space Train. Police Station Willie. Buh. Tuh. And everything in between. And between the minds that brought you yell faces, it's the round table of inarticulate yelling about barely formed thoughts. Your opinion is idiotic and I will use any means necessary to make you seem bad. Oh, don't you even think about speaking disrespectfully to me, you piece of shit jerk cock. I am so mad at you. No, I'm mad at you. Well, I'm mad at all of you. Oh, how dare you all have opinions that differ with mine. I am livid! Wait, everyone, are we even listening to each other? Oh, shut, shut up. What? Uh, Fuck you. I'm Brett Basinger, CEO of Audioblab. The views expressed on Yell Faces don't reflect the values of this web hosting platform, or some of them do, but not the ones that might turn off the largest part of our audience and trigger a boycott. Our mission is to disrupt and change the world into a place where you believe we're a moral company that will stand for something. Audioblab is a subsidiary of Watcher. Like watching TV? Well, now watching TV, you just got more control thanks to Watcher, the content streaming service that forces you to log in to see your favorite shows. Once you activate Watcher, you can't see anything without logging into Watcher. Watch with Watcher and no other way. And if you're gonna, and if you're a watcher, then you need to be a listen. The audio delivery service that lets you continue hearing sounds for a low monthly fee. Upgrade to premium to unlock more. And don't go hungry. Join Eaters, the app service that will allow you to keep lawfully receiving foods within the parameters of the new corporate government. From the makers of Notice, the reality augmenter that removes the need to perceive your uh, your surroundings. And Livin, the lifestyle efficiencyzer that streamlines your reality and removes undesirable elements from your understanding. Part of the Boxin that suite. Boxin. The virtual organizer that microstreams your experimentation, forcing you to sit motionless and use nothing but apps. Securitized with UVault. Your information is safely captured for our monetization in UVault, where even you will need special permission to access yourself. You're just an inconvenient waypoint between your information and us. We are you, UVault. Blip, 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 chirp, 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 blip, 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 blip. blip. Blipchirp is a proud sponsor of Wow Knowledge, the podcast of breathless, questionable, knowledgeable spouting. Wow, it's knowledge! Wow, 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 knowledge! <laughs> oh, hey, so, Mac, I had a serious question as I was getting ready for this week's podcast, and I am just <laughs> snickering about it as I charmingly tell you this anecdote. <laughs> Caleb, <laughs> what's the question? I'm just chortling audibly at myself, and to myself, until I think of what I could be and how charming and interesting I am when I talk like this on our podcast. Oh, Mac, I agree. I just think it's charming to laugh at my charming voice without me even knowing what I'm about to say. <laughs> so, I give up. What was your question about? Well, that's what this week's show is about. It's about not knowing what you're going to say on your podcast or giving up. Yes, both of them. You know, it's now a scientifically diagnosable condition that makes podcast hosts talk and sing song and laugh at their own charming voices. But what happens if we combine laughing with screaming and giving up? 
Excellent question. Well, you might think it makes a dino crammler, but you'd be wrong. Ah! All right. Thank you. You'll be here Sunday. Bye. <laughs> Give it up for Mike Spiegelman and the great difficulties. I guess you must be great, a great difficulty to work with. That must be why that's, you got that name. What's your actual name, sir? I'm sorry. Uh, Jerry Molson. Jerry Molson, for the record. So we can put his alibi forward in case there's any who hiffery later on. I can't believe this just happened. I guess I have to stretch it out. Uh, <clears throat> so, anywho. Oh, there you are. Shit, I thought... Thank God. Uh, give it up for your next comedian, Toothbrush. <laughs> What's up, my ninjas? You all good? I guess that sign's good. Yeah. You're behaving. Being quiet. Just behave yourself. Ah, man. I don't know how to break this down, man. Uh, I have a best friend who who I grew up with. I think he's gay, but he doesn't come out. <laughs> he doesn't want to come out on me. It's really tricky. Does anybody have a friend that came out on you? Like a little confession? No? I'm waiting for it. Um... He give, he give me a lot of signs, though. He wears, like, sexy chunny, one of those you can see through. He wears makeup and shit, wears scarves and all that stuff. And he still say he ain't gay. He still says he ain't gay. Uh, and some people buys it. And I kind of buy it, too. I'll tell you why. He hit the lotto, and he's, like, a rich and a motherfucker. And when you rich... You buy shit you don't need. He says he buy mix-up and sexy chonies. Just because he could afford it. He got multi-cars, expensive cars and shit. He would even let me drive that shit. Because of me? I have one car. That's all I need and that's all I can afford. But he buy cars. I don't have money to buy uh, like sexy chonny. So, that's what he go with. So what's your thing? You think he gay? And I don't really have a courage to say, yeah, yeah, you can suck my dick. <laughs> well, I don't want to suck a dick. That's for sure. <laughs> but getting dick sucked and giving, uh, you know, giving your head is two different things, right? <laughs> I got to evaluate myself, man. It just, like, he just... He told me that, well, I told him once, man, look at you. I know you're rich and everything. You got money and, you know, cars and sexy chonies and, and you know, scars and all that stuff. And uh, you tell me you ain't gay. And uh, he, he's came back, he, his comeback was this. Didn't Prince wear high heel? Because he could afford it. I don't know, man. If you got any suggestion, let me know. 
I'm gonna bust his ass. Um, not in that way. Not in that way. But I'm still fucking though. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, I do Postmates. Is it that funny? Okay, I keep that. <laughs> I gotta write it down. I do Postmates. I do Postmates. Uh, Postmates is a fucking weird shit, man. Uh, that's like a personal assistant. That's what you are. You pick up fucking donut from 7-Eleven. You pick up and I drop it off at that, you know, block away. I mean, Postmates is not for everybody. You gotta have some money. Like my friend. Don't wanna come out he gay. You know, you gotta have a little money to do that. It's just, people just order random shit. Hi, Pam. Um, I got, uh, I got, I had to pick up plan B. I had to pick up plan B and a condom at the same time. <laughs> Man, like, don't make any sense. Do you read? I mean, yeah. You came inside. Yeah, I got it. Baby, do you need a condom? <laughs> you might want to come <laughs> one more time before she takes plan B. <laughs> and if you get it out the condom later. <laughs> Crazy, man. Quick one, though. Uh... 2018, my New Year's resolution is not stop going to the gym for January. Because there are too many fucking fat people at the gym January. All the gears much from head to toe. I got a breeze in there, man. I got a breeze. I can't breeze in there. I'd be like, I can't breeze in there, man. Stop going to the gym. I just gonna eat. I'm gonna eat till the end of the month. Because by the time, end of the month, those five people might reach their goal, might not, but most likely, a lot of people not showing up. So that's what the point I'm waiting for. But anyway, I got the finger, I got to go. My name is Toothbrush. Two times a day, maybe four. All right, give it up for Toothbrush. Keeping it real about sexuality up in here. You gotta be real about that, if nothing else. All right, well, you guys, I, you guys should be happy you stuck around because this is just another special treat you have here. The actual, the true hostess of this. She came and called. She heard I was trying to pull an actual mutiny here at Mutiny Radio, and she came back to reestablish her dominance over this ship as it floats along on the waves. Put your hands together for the extremely talented Pam Benjamin. Keep it going for this old ginger fuck. Uh, Matthew Quirk, what a champion for hosting this tonight. Seriously, clap it up for him. Yay! Your host, what a joy, what a gem. Does everybody like the new weird big stage? It is so, I finally, isn't it fun? I can finally feel um, as entitled as I've always felt and look down upon all of you and be like, I am smarter and better than everybody else. I'm sorry, that's what millennials say. Uh, it's, it is, I, I, was, I feel like, although I'm a Gen Xer, I feel like I'm a millennial because my parents loved me too much. 
Do you know, like they told me I was special and perfect and everything I did was wonderful and I believed them. You know what that's like, everybody? When they tell you how awesome you are and then you get out in the real world and you're like, no one else thinks I'm awesome. Like, where's the medals and the trophies? Every year in soccer as a child, I always got most aggressive. And I was like, I'm really aggressive. And they're like, that's not a thing women should be. So if you could calm that shit down, little feminist. My father actually introduced me as a child as his commie pinko liberal. He'd be like, this is Pam, our little commie pinko liberal. Ha ha ha. And now he's all upset that I'm a socialist. I'm like, you're the one that said, I didn't know what a commie was when I was six. I was just like, oh, I love the color pink. So that must have something to do with it. That and caring about people not dying. Ha 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 I don't know what communism's about anymore. Uh, socialism's important. I don't want to be political. I don't like being political. I don't like calling myself a feminist, but I have to because uh, it's the only word without the word men in it, <laughs> you know? It's actually spelled with an I. Isn't that funny? I'm a human. I'm a person. I'm a female. And that's why I'm a feminist because language is important. Yay! It means something. Me too. Blah, blah, boo you. I just like stop putting feminism back by being like, I'm a feminist. That kind of like negates the whole concept of feminism. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. You see, I'm not helpless. That's like the precept of feminism that I was taught. I don't know what these new snowflakes are taught. I'm so, I don't even want to talk about the Ansari things. It's just so funny. He went down on you and now I'm 43 years old. That never happens. Like he goes, he bought you oysters and went down on you. Oh, it wasn't red wine. Yeah, because before you eat oysters, you only eat white wine, you dumb bitch. I'm sorry you didn't know that. I'm 23 and I'm on an old schooner and I don't know about eating oysters. <laughs> like, you don't serve red wine before oysters. You're like, I'm old enough to understand that. Also, also everyone, oh, Louis C.K. tried to jack off in front of people. If Louis C.K. wanted to jack off in front of me, I'd be like, that's awesome. Just like make jokes about your tiny pathetic penis. It'll be fun for everyone. We'll all have a good time. Because, see, I'm standing up on a stage. Now it's like a real soapbox where I get to be like, ah, here are the things I believe in. Uh, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hold on, let me knock my dick out of this feminist's mouth and we'll ask her. <laughs> I love that joke because it makes no sense because it makes you think do I have like a strap on dick I have a friend who's like a really high powered woman and she wears this half chub when she does like really big no seriously when she has a really big meeting she wears a strap on with like a special dick that's a half chub so she can really feel powerful like I get it you know what I mean like I I, I mean it's like when I'm on my period my pad is so thick that I feel like I have a dick you know what I mean? It's like all that. I really feel the prowess just flowing out of me. Yeah, my period was so heavy this morning, I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. But nay, the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Ow, it hurts so bad. Lee, I speak grammar correctly. Uh, but it does. It is terrible. It hurts so much. And it's because their robes are very voluminous. And their benches are very large. There's not a lot of space, but there's a lot of them inside me. 
Thank you for the minute. Yeah, that's, you know, abortions only take five minutes. And I had one of those and it was awesome because they gave me this amazing drug called midazolam. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. So it's like super volume right now. And they said, hey, you know, it's a five-minute procedure and sometimes people talk and sometimes people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever tell, told jokes? And they're like, no, that's never happened. I told a hot five, you guys. I fucking did a bringer show and I left it there. It was, it was, I, 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 I killed so hard. It was such a good set. The only regret I have about my second abortion is they didn't let me bring my iPhone in so I couldn't tape the set. Do you see? Like, it was a really good set. I did all my greatest hits because I couldn't think about anything except the jokes I really, really knew. And I closed with this. I, I've always fantasized about us, you know, you know, sleeping with a guy, what I need, I want him to take up his dick and I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick and I want to put whiskey in his foreskin because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? It's, it's twofold. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross and you got to clean it all that schmegma and the alcohol just cleans it all out. Everybody wins. Thanks so much for staying and listening to my jokes. I'm Ben Benjamin. This is Matthew Quirk. Yeah. All right. Give it up for the Pam. She's the reason we have this place in the first place. By the way, I want you know, not to poke holes in your bit there, but do you then drink the schmegma alcohol off the penis tip? I don't know if I'm going for that. Yeah, gross, huh? Oh, so anyway, guys, wasn't that worth it? Staying for that high energy, master's of fine arts degree, put to use, right? So anyway, hey, you guys were great, but I want to leave you with a little piece about me before we go here, right? Because you guys, you guys have stayed through this whole thing and shared. So let me share something about me. I transitioned recently. I transitioned, yeah. I transitioned from an apartment to a van. More of a vanzition, actually. Boom. You know, when you get rid of all your shit, you know, you got to get rid of all your shit when you move into a van. So I was having a garage sale the last time I had access to a garage. One of my neighbors comes by and she's like, hey, where are you moving to? And I'm like, oh, my vehicle right there. And she's like, oh, you're moving into your car. And I was like, oh, shit, man. I thought a San Francisco one would be more woke about this sort of thing. So let me van-splain something to you all, okay? Size matters, all right? It's a van. It's not a car. It's a van. It's a van. I guess I should be happy she didn't fat shame me. Like, oh, can't fit all your shit in a trunk, you hoarder? What's up? I guess what I'm saying is I need to take a shower, San Francisco. Can I take a shower at your place? Anybody? Come on. Who wants to share? I'll bring my own towel. It's not like I'm a total loser. Oh, cool. Thanks. Thanks. I'm just saying. I'm not, you know, I got my own stuff. So anyway, you got to take care of your health when you're in a van. So I started eating, uh, drinking that kombucha stuff. And now that I'm drinking it, you know, at first it was like, oh, someone took skunk wine and turnt beer and mixed them together, right? But now that I'm drinking it, I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking. It's causing major climate change in my microbiomes, and I am producing methane. That's a science joke. 
Nothing. So anyway, I got off that shit and I started eating kimchi instead. Now that I'm eating kimchi, I got to say, man, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans? Oh, don't, don't, don't let me distract you from... <laughs> anyway, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans, man? How do you make cabbage worse? I eat that stuff, it makes me Kim Jong Il. All right, that's the best laugh I'm going to get tonight here, so... Guys, this was the happiest two hours of my week. I don't know about you. So put your hands together for all the comedians you've seen here tonight. All right. And give it up for yourselves since you were all the comedians that were here tonight that you saw. And right on, especially give it up for Pam Benjamin and for George for running the ones and twos back there. All right, good night, everybody. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my
my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. 
Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches, not these snitches, hitting the switches, going back. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when having a potluck and you need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look, but that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8 on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Be 
pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street, Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block, for Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and 